Voice of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. When the Santa's And we are live here in the virtual Green Dragon Tavern. I, of course, am your host, your bartender, and the bard of the evening, the leader of the band himself, NC Scout, the best-selling author of the number one bestseller, The Gorilla's Guide to the Baofeng Radio, often imitated never duplicated and there's there's some dollar tree attempts at imitations out there um and i might just have to clown on a few of them tonight but uh anyhow we we, we might dive into that late in the show but the also best-selling gorilla dispatch volume one and two is certainly out and about and making some serious waves both of them being number one new bestsellers in their respective categories in survival and preparedness. And with that said, let's get on with the show. Of course, earlier today, if you did not happen to catch it, I had Matt Williams from Knightsbridge research on, and we went for two hours. That was absolutely wild two hours long um live had a couple of little technical issues in the middle of the show and uh on my end it was on my end and uh not his it was it was me and still just rocked and rolled with it originally we had planned on an hour and and that show turned into right at two hours which was wild absolutely wild and um Really, really good time. We dove deep into some serious stuff between the uh, the whole situation with Saudi Arabia and the uh, emerging economic alliance and agreement that they have with China. Uh, some of the potential pitfalls with that. Uh, excuse me. Some of the potential pitfalls with that. Um, and really dove deep into that. We went into Taiwan, uh, got into the situation with Taiwan, um, really, really just kicked out a good show, man, uh, where India factors into this. And that is something, that perspective, what, the way that we broke all that down, that is something that I don't think that you will find literally anywhere. They, there is nobody that I know of in the Western media that is addressing the economic realities and really the, the future of the relationship between the West and India in terms that are not 
exploitative, you know, and, and, and not Western centric and not simply, hey, what, what are we going to get out of this deal? Because it was that thinking in our dealings with China that has created the conditions that we enjoy today. Uh, that, that we look around, uh, it was very much big business looking to exploit cheap labor at America's cost, at American labor's cost. I mean, and I, I grew up seeing that. I grew up with the ramifications of that. I grew up watching all of the factory jobs leave, um, you know, being kind of on the periphery of, of a large scale manufacturing town seeing, you know, where, where 80% of the population works in some sort of factory labor job and all those jobs literally disappearing and all the ramifications that go with it. Um, you know, that, that's it, 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 what it creates. I, I saw that growing up and I grew up in that environment. And so it gives me kind of a unique perspective and looking at, at our dealings with other countries, we need to look at it more from a fair, a, a, a fair trade, a free trade, um, and, and something that is, that is not exploitative. The relationship shouldn't be exploitative. And I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you that, that conversation that I've had over the years with, uh, quote unquote, mainstream conservatives, you know, Hey, they've, they've been quick to call me all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, that, that's uh, a, a very traditional left wing uh, populist point of view. But that that is my own. That is where I am on that. You know, and, and I'm, I'm certainly no left wing guy. But but what I will say is, is that you have to address things at the street level. What is good for the populace of the nation? what is good for the worker, what is good for the common man, you know, and, and Trump ran on that platform, you know, throughout the nineties when, when his, his original run for the president back in uh, 96, I think the, the reform party, which uh, with, he had support with Pat Buchanan and uh, several other uh, candidates that were kind of on the, the periphery of politics. And, you know, he, he took the original platform that, uh, uh, you know, the, the labor unions supported uh, of America first. And, you know, he, he brought that in, um, you know, but anyway, we, we really approach things and, and Matt Williams has a, a background in financial sector intelligence. And so he kind of brings a unique aspect to that. Um, and, and that's a very important one. And I think when, uh, in this community, a lot of times when we talk, about intelligence, we think of it in, in militaristic terms. We think of it as, you know, what, what is actionable in terms of some sort of tactical purpose. And uh, the financial sector is, is really very, very important. It's something we touched on in that episode is that uh, economics precede warfare, but they are both tied at the hip to one another. And so that is a critical piece that I think a lot of people miss. A lot of people uh, kind of have their minds wrapped around it. But what I've found is that these very, very intelligent people out there uh, who come to class, who I get to break bread with, who I get to talk to and, and really enjoy the company of, including a full class out in Missouri coming up very soon. A lot of guys miss that point. They miss that point of 
that you know they, they think that that all these things are mutually exclusive from one another and they're not they're interdependent you know the 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 military capacity and capability is intricately tied to economics the economics is thus enforced by the military arm but it's also driven by the industrial arm and the logistics base and when you begin to look at it at the macro level it begins to make a lot more sense. It's, it's kind of like a kaleidoscope, uh, if you will. And, uh, you know, but anyway, two hours long, it, it was way longer than either one of us in, intended for it to be. And we joked about it off air uh, as soon as we were off air, like, man, wow, did, did not mean to go that long. Did not mean to go that long. But it kind of happens, you know, when, when you have a flow with people on the air and and you're, you're just – kicking out good content the flow goes just go with it man and uh it's it's good stuff it is really really good stuff and of course i'm grinning from ear to ear brushbeater.store i have some new products right now that i am sitting on that i am sitting on they arrived today i ain't gonna tell you what they are this is just a little tease but they will be unveiled in one week they are going to be unveiled in one week. I've got several things that are going to be going up on the store that you folks out there are going to get really, really excited about because I am really, really excited about. Some of you may know what it is. Some of you may know what this is. You might you might guess uh, because you have seen it. You have seen it. And I gave a little preview uh, because I had, I had some samples that were inbound. But you asked for it and you're going to get it. That's right. The flags are here. The flags are here. Both the Appalachia stand flags and the diamond resistor and skull. The Contra FDN flags are here. Hoist the black. You want them? You got them. And they're here. Uh, got a lot of them. I do think that this first run is going to go pretty quickly just based on the, the amount of interaction that I had uh, with, with a lot of you out there when I put up some of the images of them and the number of people that have asked for them. Uh, so, yes, they are here. They are, are in hand right now. I have looked at them. They are incredible. Uh, they are beautiful. And best part about it, the best part about it, they weren't made in China. They were not made in China. So, uh, you know, in case anybody was wondering, they are, they, it, this is, I am just really, really excited to get these kicked out. But got a bunch of other stuff too. Got a bunch of other stuff too. So, um, <laughs> a lot of exciting things and a lot of things to be really proud of uh, on this end. So, <laughs> Everything is looking up, man. Of course, it, it could be the worst of times, but I think we're in store for some of the best of times. Of course, tonight, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, the leaker, the leaker uh, who is a Air National Guardsman. Okay, so the Army, of course, has the Army National Guard. And we also have the Air Force version of it, which is the Air National Guard. Uh, so we've got this guy who is a 21-year-old named Jack Tixiera. I probably butchered that last name, but who cares? 
Um, I don't get paid to, to pronounce names correctly. And sometimes it's entertaining to not do so, just to see people freak out. Like that Yoga Nananda Pittman. Um, you know, I actually I have it on good authority that she's no longer the police chief. Uh, Yoga Nananda is no longer the, the police chief. Uh, she's moved on to bigger and better of her uh, respective agency, wherever she came from. Uh, but anyway, uh, the FBI has arrested this guy. Of course, he, in case you were uh, living under a rock and you did not know, last week there was a batch of classified documents that were released, that were leaked. And they had come from a rather interesting source out there from Discord. Uh, so if anybody's not familiar with Discord, Discord is very popular in the gaming community. Uh, there are some other there are some other personalities in the I don't say the alternative media sphere that has used Discord for uh, things for, uh, I will say marketing purposes, and I'm, I'm going to decline to elaborate further on that, but I'll just say that Discord is a giant red flag, okay? If you're, you're using Discord for any sort of uh, coordination between people for strategic level communications, and I talk explicitly about strategic level communications in the Gorilla's Guide to the Bow thing. Those same principles that in, in that book apply to literally everything. Um, there's a lot in that book that applies to, to communications and totes. It's, you know, it's, it's not just an instruction book on the, on the Bow thing. But uh, if, if you're using Discord for, you know, anything serious, you're wrong. Okay, you you're 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 not only wrong, you're dead fucking wrong. All right, that's look. If you don't know enough to know that Discord is a bad idea and Telegram is a bad idea, and what I've said about group chats in in general, if you don't know everybody personally in the chat, yeah, you might want to. I want to proceed with caution. Um, second, it looks like from what I've seen, at least the, the narrative that the, the conventional media is spinning, which I don't buy, uh, but that this kid, he's 21 years old, he's got a TS clearance, uh, cause he's an Intel analyst and he leaked it essentially to impress people on discord. So other, other gamers. Okay, I, I, I'm rubbing the bridge of my nose here because this is this is 21 year old sophomoric shit. This is this is dumb. Okay, do I believe that a 21 year old would have done that? Yeah, uh, yeah, because it's stupid. However, however, I am deeply concerned with the fact that he had access to this. Um. I'm deeply concerned with a number of other rather disturbing details about this. If you know anything about the handling and the earmarking of classified materials, you'll know that, that they do not leave the SCIF or the Secure Information Facility. And 
everyone that goes into the skiff is logged in you know you you physically log in and you leave all data collection devices out they're they're out so anything that you bring in has to be that it, it all has to have that same earmark on it as being able to handle sensitive information okay so no thumb drives no certainly no cell phones um no cameras nothing nothing of that sort goes in and, and everybody's subject to search now does that mean that people don't accidentally bring in stuff no it happens all the time right it happens all the time but there's protocols for that and there's ways to know when this kind of thing happens as well and uh the fact that that he had access to this stuff and i mean also in a skiff usually somebody's always looking over somebody else's shoulders or at least when it was done properly and that's the critical point here when it was done properly uh this it's very this is very very concerning to me one that this guy had access to this two that nobody was looking over his shoulder when he's literally got uh information that is running contrary to the narrative let's just put it like that uh running contrary to the narrative and it's just very interesting to me also that he's in massachusetts he's in massachusetts and he is uh you know literally all of the things all, all he he just so conveniently fits the bill of all all the things and so now you have this pre-made story that the washington post put out that is literally demonizing everybody uh everybody to the left of mal or uh, to the right of mal rather as uh oh now you're a threat to national security so um we're going to be talking about that we're going to be breaking that down and throughout this episode i want you to keep in mind I want you to keep this in mind. Remember back to Reality Winner. Do we do we all remember Reality Winner? Uh, reality Winner, the CrossFit chick, the really homely CrossFit chick that leaked documents and the Marie, uh, the the mainstream media paraded her around as if she was some sort of hero. You remember that? Because Trump was the president. You remember Alexander Vindman who leaked documents leaked documents, leaked a phone call to Ukraine. Do you remember that? Anyone remember that? Where is he now? Well, he's he's the big cheerleader for Ukraine. Nothing happened to him. Hmm. I want you to keep that in mind. What about a server that was put up in a bathroom? Hmm. What about that one? Yeah, that would be Clinton. What about Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the Awan brothers? What about that? Where did the Awan brothers go? Why Pakistani ISI must have uh, scooped them away into the night. Right? Emergency extraction. But Debbie Wasserman Schultz is still very much on the loose. Nothing happened to her. Hmm. What about the sitting president of the United States who just so happened to have dozens if not hundreds of top secret 
documents sitting unsecured in a garage beside his Corvette. He wants you to drive an electric car, but he's he's got Corvettes and stuff. You know, let's, let's, let's not point out facts. But also had them housed at the Biden Center for Public Policy, University of Pennsylvania, at his think tank, which was heavily funded and subsidized by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, don't confuse this for me taken up for this kid. This kid's an idiot. He's a blithering fucking idiot. And I hope he gets nailed. Looks like he will. However, however, there's a number of things that just don't sit right with me about this case. And we're going to be talking about those tonight. And it just so happens to be a rapid expansion of government capability under the law. They already have this capability, by the way. I've been warning you about this for years. I saw it. They had it a decade ago. But now they want to have the, the complete legal framework to be able to use it against you. And we're going to be talking about that in this episode as well and how this leak is going to play into that as well as further degrading national security. If you think the recruiting crisis is bad now, you ain't seen shit yet. So without further ado, now that I've been talking for 20 whole minutes, first on the list, my wonderful barroom patrons, Risky Crisky. What is up, brother? Not much, man. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm well. I like the intro. You're very professional, much more than I am. <laughs> well, I don't I don't talk from behind a master blaster mask, so you know. <laughs> it makes it a little easier, I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> so how is it uh getting banned off Rumble? Did, uh, did well, get... dude, you wouldn't even believe. It. So, turns out I have um, some serious trolls that are after me. Serious trolls, and no. I was em- yeah, <laughs> wouldn't you believe? And I had some emails and uh, a few other correspondences that I received after all of this, and a few agitated liberal types uh, mentioned that they had reported some of my stuff. So as it turns out, it had nothing to do with the platforms uh, as a whole, more or less just some agitated incel liberal viewers. We got it all worked out. The Skittles people. That's what I started calling them. That's what they are. The Skittles people. Taste the rainbow. We got strike one, but, you know, it's 0-1. We're good to go. I'm not worried. I didn't know Rumble did that, though. That's kind of... Rumble was cool though. They responded to me within like, like eighteen hours of my email, and I was like, "Yo, what's this?" And they said, "We don't know actually." And they looked into it, so they were actually pretty cool. And I don't think there's gonna be much pushback on Rumble's side as far as my channel's concerned. But YouTube, they hit me with a strike, and uh, you know maybe I played into it. The guy, the the complainer, they wanted me to give a reaction, and I did so. We'll give them one. It's okay. I'm still a new YouTuber. I don't care. 
Yeah. I, well, you know, Radio Contra has two strikes. Uh, we've got two strikes for stuff that I put out years ago. It's just like, so that tells me, that tells me that either somebody, there's a concerted effort and, and, you know, for you, because your, your YouTube presence is obviously way bigger than, than Radio Contra's. I don't really do anything with it. I, I don't care. You're not even uh, attempting it, though. No. No. Yeah. I, You'd I, be I'm good not. if you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rumble, Rumble is something. So, like, a kind of a, a peek into the window. Um, you know, I said that I was going to start doing videos. and I, I am. It's just. I literally only have enough hours in the day to do what I'm doing. So it's like, uh, I got to figure, I got to figure out either invent more time or stop doing one thing so that I can do something else. So, um, but no rumble rumble is, is the platform that, you know, I'm, I'm most seriously exploring. I have an account over there. I'll follow you on it. Um, you and, and, uh, uh, Hawkeye UW gear. And I think that's it. I don't, I don't think I have anybody else over there uh, that I followed, but um, when when they put that strike on your channel, I was like, "Oh, that's not cool, man!" You know, like like Rumble, it markets itself as they don't do that shit uh, unless you're just like so out of hand that that you need it. Um, and and not saying you because you you don't you you put out good content. But, you know, like if, if somebody gets – everybody's got a right to, to say what they want and, and be an idiot. But, you know, if, if somebody's channel is just completely unhinged, man, you know, take that shit down. We don't, we don't need that. Um, you know, we, we don't need Timmy's drunken rants about, you know, whatever, whoever. Like, nobody cares, man. Scream at the sky somewhere else. But they Rumble marketed themselves as being basically like the, the way I understood their business was they were going to do what Full 30 was supposed to do back in the day and just didn't for you know various reasons. But like the, the gun channel guys weren't going to get banned. Like, you know, they, they had a haven over there. The, the alt media guys. You know, they, they had a haven over there. They get the guys like Jones and uh, Stefan Molyneux. Since he, he came up in, in conversation earlier today. I didn't even know he was still around. Like Lauren Southern and, um, you know, a, a lot of these up-and-comers, too. Like, like not – they're kind of older names, but a lot of the up-and-comers, like, it was supposed to be a safe haven for all of them. And so seeing a guy like yourself getting getting a strike, man, that's, that's pretty disturbing to me. Well, to be honest – I didn't really expect it in that manner because, to be frank, I had been completely cheating the system the whole time. I've been breaking the rule from the literal like second or third video I uploaded, and I was like, "They're not yeah. really hassling me, so yeah, let's do it. Send it. Why not?" And when they started, you know, I've had a few, and when I say a few, I literally mean like two or three videos they've messed with those have been so obviously chosen whether and i don't i'm not sitting here thinking somebody's sitting there like scheming against me but when i look at what i typed in as far as the tags on the back end the thumbnail the title everything involved in how 
their process would accept that video and put it into the algorithm, it's blatantly clear that they are censoring certain videos. And I, so when it happened, I was like, how has this not happened before? Right? Like that's where half of the, the people joke around they're like, yeah, you're a glowy fed. I'm like, yeah, you know, I would assume I was too, if I had covered my face and never get a channel strike or anything, it seems kind of weird. I don't know how I got away with it for this long, but <laughs> you know, we're here. And, uh, as it turns out, it's just people like clicking the buttons. They don't like it. Oh, I'm reporting you for this. I'm reporting you for that. Cause they admitted it. Yeah. So that blows my mind. I'm somehow still sneaking through the algorithm unless somebody hits a button. How is that possible? Nothing makes sense. Yeah. Well, Media Matters, Media Matters has a, uh, they have people that they pay literally to skim social media, uh, the, the, all the video channels out there, you know, YouTube, I guess Rumble as well. I know uh, they were doing that on, on Odyssey. Um, you know, which Odyssey's kind of on its way out because it's 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 irrelevant. But uh, Live Leak back in the day, uh, they they have people that will skim that all of that that you know like up and coming channels and just look for things that are violations. They they'll do that. Um, you know, I I could go into more detail than that, but they 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 pay interns to do that. Um, they, they have staffers that do that. It, it's all part of their uh, digital media watch guard or, or uh, watchdog rather. Um, they, they have several different names for the programs, but it's, it's a thing, man. It's a thing. And so, I mean, when they start doing that kind of thing, it's uh, I mean, you know, on one hand, look at it like this. It, it's, it is a sign you've arrived. I mean, you know, if you, if you're getting that kind of attention, yeah, it means you're doing something right, you know, and and the 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 uh, I'll say the the suspicious accounts out there, the the ones that glow a little bit, they never seem to get in trouble for anything. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, like some some obviously strange content out there that never gets never gets flagged, never gets in trouble for anything. Um, not naming any names, just saying. Just saying, just point something out. Just pointing out inconvenient truths. Uh, you can all, you can all guess who these people are. You, you know, I'll leave it up to you. But uh, anyway, man, keep shining, you diamond. You know, because you, you getting out there, getting after it, bro. I appreciate it, man. I'm just some dude in a mask. Hell yeah, some dude in North Carolina in a mask. Speaking of guys in masks with zippers for mouths. Johnny Paratrooper. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I thought we were drinking. I didn't know it was going to be a roast. Um, what up, man? Yes, sir. So he, they, the news keeps saying he served at Fort Bragg. I didn't know Fort Bragg identified as Fort Bragg. I think they keep misgendering Fort Bragg. I thought it was Fort Liberty. Ha have they officially changed the name yet? 
It's I, uh, I June 2nd, June 2nd, the uh, 82nd's okay. having this big fucking thing. I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, what a what a what an interesting two weeks. I can't even drink Bud yeah. Light anymore. Oh, oh man, yeah. I love how uh, you know, when when Patriot Man's in the house, so when we we get down to you, Patriot Man, your uh, your favorite Jersey girl, oh oh, queen of the the Jim Lincoln Jones. Tunnel, oh ho ho, yeah, oh ho ho from Jersey. I love how I love how this clown can get out there and be like she can she can roll her ugly ass out there with you know her her, her fifty filters on and be like it'd be like but light posted their best week ever and it's like they just posted a five billion dollar loss you fucking retard good job solid solid girlfriend yeah solid. Jersey education on show that. Get back to pulling tricks, the Lincoln Tunnel girl. So it's all you're good for. It's all just when you get thrown out of a Cadillac, make sure you keep your elbows up near your head. That way, you know, when you, you roll with it, you'll minimize the, the injuries to your neck. Just saying. Amen to that. Just <laughs> so Johnny man, it's it's been a minute since he since since we've chit chatted. What's up, brother? Uh, I am, we're doing a big job out. I'm in the, I'm in that part of uh, Maryland, Western Maryland, where Pennsylvania and West Virginia are all five minutes away. So, um, it's pretty interesting out here. It's like a whole nother world. I'm working with a crew of 10 guys. They're really good. Uh, anybody from the area would know the name of the company I'm working with. These guys, these guys are big, man. They do good work. They got all the cool toys. Yeah, they got all the cool toys, man. We were we did a fourteen ton lift today. Had a craning operation at one o'clock. That was pretty fun. Um, yeah, always quick. Those craning operations are always fast. You know, it's like Dude. you spend all day long waiting for the crane, and then five minutes later, mm-hmm. you're done. <laughs> well, um, they're in and out because I mean, shit's expensive, you know, man. Yeah, you you know how much they get paid. Yeah, That's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's expensive. They they got to recertify those cranes. Uh, I believe they have to be inspected yearly. And if you do bridge work, I believe they have to be inspected every six months. Yep. Um, if you work if yep. you work on bridges, I'm not on a bridge team. That's like a whole separate department in the uh, business I'm in. Um, in fact, even like even companies that do bridge work. They'll have a company under the same name, but it's like specifically just bridge work. They only do bridge work. They only work yeah. on bridges. It's like a whole nother world. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's fun, man. I work with a great group of guys. Um, might have a whole head of teeth between the ten of us, but we got enough brain cells to get the job hey, done. Um, I heard one guy. I know we're in West Virginia. And there are some cuties around here, but one guy yeah. said he saw a good-looking girl. And I don't know, man. We're in West Virginia. The whole crew thinks that guy was lying. We're not sure yet. Wait, wait, no, wait, so. wait, wait, JB. So I don't mean to interrupt. <laughs> wait, you're in West Virginia right now? I'm uh, about five minutes from West Virginia. Yeah, I'm in West Virginia right now. Yeah. All righty, buddy. So we'll probably send, send me a wire where you're at. 
Yeah, I'll drop a pin on you, buddy. Right, Roger. Yeah, um, maybe a little, little friendly link up. Yeah, we can get a sneaky link. Sounds like they're the a hookup to me. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, there's some good Post shooting ranges Marine. around here, I've heard. That out. So we're going we're gonna to try to figure out that. I brought my Mose in. I'm trying to find a shooting range where I can slap some steel with it. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I got it. I got it zeroed. I did. I did a little um, tune up to it. So I went to uh, um, uh, two weeks ago. I posted a video on um, on my Twitter, but you know, video. It's like, what does it mean really? So I uh, I went shooting with one of our uh, mutuals, and um, mm -hmm. we were shooting in. We were shooting. We didn't. We ended up not shooting at a thousand because that was just wasting your money. But that when that severe windstorm came in. Uh, we went to the thousand yard range and we were shooting from four to 600 and, uh, it was, it started the day at 15 to 20. And by the end of the day, it was 30 degree, con uh, 30 mile per hour, constant winds. So we had a good two, two, two mils of hold, uh, and, full value wind. Uh, so the range is, um, it's one of those secret ranges that's not actually a private range, and mm -hmm. it's it's where it's where the the boys do their the local boys do their train up, and uh, and they yeah. do their they do their um their executive protective details before they before they leave and, and scout the area out. But uh, yeah, they do all they do all kinds of stuff here. You meet some interesting people at this shooting range, and. Um, and so yeah so it's full value uh the range is set up like a baseball diamond so you can shoot uh one direction or the other and it will change what direction the wind is coming in on your round so if you want to get like a head-on um you can just switch sides and you'll be shooting into the wind and if you yeah. wanted to switch other sides you could get a full value left or right and every now and then you get the wind behind you, but it really tends to come at you, which really is is where the where the real learning begins. But man, it was wild. I ended up actually shooting uh, a group the size of the palm of my hand at uh, at like f on a swinger at like at five fifty. But that Luke, the wind was shifting way too much for me to do that on purpose. It, it, there's no. <laughs> Nobody could do that on purpose. It, I just kept shooting between these little gusts. I got lucky. Uh, dropped a couple good groups. But yeah, it was a full two mils hold. And no trace. You couldn't see any trace. Um, and uh, it's it can be hard to tell wind. So this is my experience shooting long range for the last two years. Um, with w In regards to reading the wind, you got to go year round. Because in your AO, like in my AO, maybe out in like Wyoming, things don't change because it's it's dry out in Wyoming and everything's made out of sticks and has thorns on it. But um, and the range grass is always drying out and looking like it's dying year round. Um, but in Maryland and uh, up in the northeast, uh, the wind does blow the leaves and the trees and the grass differently based on the on the time of the year, because, you know, during the. During the winter, obviously, there's no leaves on the trees and the grass is dried out. And um, mm -hmm. and so 
it's 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 a little difficult to eyeball. You gotta get you gotta get some practice there, but it takes a pretty stiff wind in the winter to get things moving. Um, some of the when I took a class, some of the guys were saying uh, the instructors were saying that we should get a kestrel, but it um, you know remember it only reads your the well, your position. Yeah, so. ke kestrels are are good for. Uh, getting an exact wind value, but they don't do you a damn bit of good if you don't know how to read wind. Yeah. All right. If you don't know how to actually read wind, and that has to do with looking at the grass or looking at whatever flags are, are between you and your target. And Kestrels are really only good for measuring the wind at your position anyway. Correct. Uh, and if you're in a hide, you can't crawl out of your hide to take a win reading. Like once you're in the hide, you're in the hide, you know? Yeah. So, so, I mean, it, it's useful. Um, good it's tool useful, for practice. Right. But it, it's, you know, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure I'll get a little bit of comments about that, whatever, you know, I'm, I am, I am well qualified to speak on long range shooting. I can assure you. Um, you know, so it is what it is. You know, I never, definitely, I don't, definitely not qualified. No. Definitely no qualification. No, no, no. I don't know. Uh, I don't ever recall using a Kestrel in combat. I had one. I had one. Um, but I don't ever recall use pulling it out and using it. Uh, you just, you, you, what you do is you look at flags. Um, grass, grass is a big one. Um, you know, vegetation, if there is any mirage. If there's a lot of it, you can see how the wind, the like current, I suppose would be the word. You can kind of see how it's flowing, if you will. Um, yeah, like watching yeah. Water mirage. So like if you're out in the desert, it's mirage. You're looking at right. the mirage. And, and the, the, you know, so it kind of looks, mirage is if you take a gas can, it, this is the way I always tell people to, to look for mirage um, to train your eyes because it's one of those things that you don't know what it is until you see it. And then once you see it, you don't unsee it. Bullet trace is the same way. When, once you see it, people are all the time amazed that I can see bullet trace. And it's like you can see it too. You, you just Your eyes aren't seeing it because you, you don't know what you're looking for. But once you right. see it, then you don't unsee it after that. But um, and bullet trace is real easy to read in uh, humid environments. So the more humidity yeah. you have, the more bullet trace you have. Uh, humidity also pushes your bullet impact up, depending on the relative humidity. Uh, it, your your bullet impact is is going to go higher. Um, so, but anyway, uh, all of that is covered in the sniper handbook, which I have for sale. Brushbeater.store. Uh, I put the best version of it back in print too, the one from 1988, because that one is the most plainly written one. Uh, all of them, the editions that came out from then forward were kind of, uh, they, they tried to put too much in it. The, um, the, the one from uh, 1988 ha has a uh, training guide in the background as well. So like, it, it, like the, in, in the appendices, there's a training guide in there, but um, anyway, anyway, get, get a little off track, but yeah, long range shooting. Kestrels are fine. Once you learn how to read the wind, 
And uh, talking about full value wind, for anybody who didn't know, full value wind is just wind that's perpendicular to you. So kind of like shot. clock. Yeah. Like clock directions. So, you know, full value, no value wind is tailwind. Basically, it's coming from your back forward. Um, you know, headwind, you, you, you know, if you, you know you got a headwind, then you need to aim high. Um, it's going to slow your bullet down. Right. It's you increased drag on, on your bullet, more bullet coefficient or uh, ballistic coefficients uh, really comes into play there. And, and that's the beauty of 6.5 Creedmoor is that it takes a lot of that because the, the better your ballistic coefficient is on the round, the better it punches through these obstacles. You know, 308, uh, 762, you know, uh, 300 wind mag can, can get away with a lot of this just by brute force. Um, but, you know, 308 starts to really have problems past 600 in adverse conditions. Uh, 600 is a buttermilk shot for pretty much anybody. It, and it doesn't matter, you know, how, how bad it is out there. As long as the wind isn't like, you know, faster than 16 knots, um, you, you should be able to make any, any competent rifleman should be able to make that shot. Uh, it, it's just applying the fundamentals with minimal, minimal training, holdover and everything. And that's, that's why in sniper school, qualifying shots, 600 meters. But, um, Anyway, so I, I didn't want to get too deep into that. That's the beauty of 6.5 Creedmoor is, is it takes a lot of those variables out so that you don't you, – you, you can take newer shooters, less experienced shooters, and eliminate the, the more variables, right? You just take them all out. Yeah. I mean, I'm still a big uh, 7.62 by 51 shooter. Uh, because I know everything about the round. I've got so much trigger time on it. I've got, you know, my own tailored hand load for it that works across all of, uh, you know, my platforms that I have in that caliber. And it just, to me, logistically, it wouldn't make sense to switch it. But if I was starting over, if I was starting over, um, you know, from scratch and, and I was just getting into this, I had six, five Creedmoor all day, every day. Yeah, uh, it, it just it 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 makes too much sense. Um, it is a great round. Terminal effect is awesome. The, the only drawback to it is, you know, barrel life is about a about a, a third of what you're going to get. Maybe less, maybe le depending on the barrel, uh, maybe less. And, and depending on how hot you, you load that round factory rounds, eh, they should be fine. But, um, yeah. you know, you, you start to monkey around with, with hand loads and you're trying to get the maximum velocity out of, uh, out, of out of your loadings and out of that barrel, you're going to start running through the barrel uh, quickly, very quickly. I know the the uh, Ruger, the RPRs, the, the Ruger Precision Rifle, they were having a, a serious problem early on with uh, early barrel burnout on the six, five Creedmoor. It's my understanding. They yep. fixed that somewhat, um, as, as much as possible, but, uh, there were a lot of competition shooters there for a little while that were, uh, initially they gravitated towards the, the RPR because it was one of the, the first chassis guns on the market that was not astronomically priced. And then it, um, uh, you know, it, it started to, to show some premature wear issues 
and uh, Ruger kind of had to take it back to the drawing board for a little bit. But it's my understanding that it's it's better now, and it, it is a good rifle. Uh, I, good I rifle. we we see a lot of those at this range. Um, the RPR still gets uncased quite often. Um, I'm also seeing the Ruger Precision, the Ruger American. You see a few of those every now and then, too. But a lot of like a lot of the long range guys, assuming, you know, I mean, when you see a group of guys that are all in shape show up at this shooting range and they mm -hmm. all uncase guns that all look the same and they all got like top of the line night force. Those are That's those cool. guys are not there to do recreational shooting. No. Um, those guys are working professionals and they're there for training. Um, but uh, yeah, to your point. Yeah. I, so I was told when I did research into the six, five, I was told um, that the first thing the guy asked me is how often I shoot. And I said, I do this about every month or so. Um, and so it's a hundred or 200 rounds a month. And he's like, you're going to need to put a new barrel on your rifle every year. And I was like, damn man by yeah. the time i get the thing doped out i need a freaking new barrel and that's kind of how it is like dope your gun out and then shoot a couple competitions and then it's time to start all over again um that's what a few of the competition guys have told me so they said uh 300 win mag is the same way and if i was going to invest in something i'd probably go 300 win mag because the trace is so much easier to see yeah um, Especially yeah, when you get around two. Oh man, it's so easy to yeah. to see. You can you can read trace on a three hundred wind mag out to fifteen hundred meters, no problem. Yeah. Um, no problem yep. at all. You can walk them right in. Anybody could do it. You could you could hand that gun to a fifteen year old, no training, and you could you could get on target easy. Yeah. Um, as yeah. long as you can hold on to the gun. Uh, yeah. and, but and yeah, recoil is minimal. I mean, six five Creedmoor. I I mean it might just be me because you know I, I'm not a, exactly a stick, um, you know I, I can handle some recoil and to me it, it six five Creedmoor kind of feels like to me it, it's like somewhere between a five five six and a two forty three, you know like it it yeah. just doesn't it just doesn't uh, you know three oh eight you you. Go, you know, you you go a few hours on the range with one of those. You can feel that, like you you know yeah. that at the end of the day. But I was uh, actually, uh, it's funny you say that. I was shooting uh, Goofy. I, I switched shoulders for mm -hmm. uh, the end of the session when it was getting mm -hmm. really windy, and I did not do well. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't used to shooting that gun, um, and it felt like I was. It felt like I went to. Uh, the skeet shooting range and shot through several boxes of ammo. I mean, my, my left shoulder on a 308 AR 10, my left shoulder, I was like rubbing it. And I was like, damn, I might need to put some friggin' icy hot on my <laughs> shoulder, man. I only fired like four mags out of the gun too. I was like, good grief. Old, I, I need to get back into training. What am I doing over here? Getting old, man. Yeah. Getting old, getting old. The, Dude. um, the, uh, yeah, but uh, yep, as you were saying though, six five, man, all the internet rumors about six five are true. I've I've seen it. It's I've, yeah, I've shot. It's, it's a great round, man. Believe it the is. hype. That's that's like that is one thing that I will say, believe the hype behind it, because it's yeah. it's awesome. It's yeah, awesome. the internet the internet's um, true on that. Last thing I was gonna say about that though, I was I kind of was talking about taking a gas can out and, and left that one hanging. Um if if you want to know what Mirage looks like, if you've never seen it before. Uh, go get a gas can, 
and, you know, put some gas in it, uh, gasoline in it, and set it out somewhere open on a hot day or, or like a, you know, above room temperature day. And just let it sit there for a little bit and then look at it. Look at the top, the opening of it. Like, don't don't seal it up or anything. Leave, you know, where you filled it up, the cap. Leave that up off of it and open. And those vapors will be coming out. And that is mirage. And when you get used to seeing that, then you'll begin to see mirage everywhere else. Once you've yep. seen it. If you haven't seen it. And a lot of people do know what I'm talking about. And I know that. I'm not trying to insult anybody's intelligence. But for anybody that hasn't ever seen it, now you know. Um, so with that, yeah, some, some people, yeah, go ahead. Uh, some people have corrective lenses, uh, and they might not really be able to see out that far as well as others, but you get them behind the scope and they tune the scope and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and get it, uh, focused for their eye. Cause uh, you know, a good piece of glass can correct for, for, for your eyes. Um, if you don't have a piece of glass that can correct for your eyes, you might want to look into that. Um, cause they're out there and they, they're a little bit pricey, but most of them do that above the, uh, three or $400 range. And, um, but yeah, it's out there. You can definitely see it. You can definitely measure it. Um, and you can definitely take a, take your best guess and, and send it, see what happens. Yeah. All right. Next on the list, Patriot man. What's up, brother, man? I, you know, it's funny. You know, I'm down here on vacation. I didn't you were be on. Well, I didn't, I didn't know either. I'm so. I'm down here on vacation. We've been down at Harper's Ferry for the day in uh, West Virginia, and um, all of a sudden it hit me. I, I got the invite from you for podcast hosts, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's Thursday!" So I ended well, up. I wasn't, uh, wasn't going to be rude and not invite. Yeah, I know. It's just funny because so we're back at the hotel now. We've had quite a long day. And uh, the, the, the tavern that was connected to the hotel, unfortunately, closed at nine. So we came back. We have a bunch of shit in the room. And um, I got the invite and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call in. Um, we we yeah. left Jersey about 4 a.m. Uh, well, we woke up at four, left at five. We did a two mile hike in the Harpers Ferry area that was it showed me how bad my cardio is that was a lovely lesson to learn we've hit about you know oh 175 breweries since then and then we hit this tavern back at the um at the hotel and uh we get back to the room and that's when i figured i'd call you i got a drink next to me so i'm just here for the ride i'm glad to see that we got not only dolio and 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 madman we got fucking risky's back jp's back we're you know we're back to full strength baby the band is back together Man, yeah, and JB, JB I, I, I see your um, your comment. Actually, my voice was normal the entire day, but after like, I'm not even kidding. Like the seventh spot we went to go drink, my voice started to falter. So, my voice for everyone who's been listening to me on SOL, my voice is basically back to 100. percent Just not today, because we've been drinking. We we had beers before we left from New Jersey. We had beers before we got on the trail. We had beers on the trail, which included part of the Appalachian Trail. We had beers after, and then we hit about five spots after. 
so, why your cardio is shit because you never yeah, stop no drinking. Shit. <laughs> well, no shit. Um, <laughs> tell me something I don't know. No, I went to vacation, so that was my excuse. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but no, but seriously, yeah. Um, one of the things, the one thing I wanted to point out, you know, I'll be muted for a lot of this, but one of the things I wanted to point out is for people who have an overinflated sense of what their fitness is, go out and do some hard shit and realize where your faults are. You know, there were parts when I was doing the hike today where I failed, parts where I did better than I thought I would, but the overarching theme was learn where your weaknesses are and then figure out a plan to attack those because that's basically what today was and, and we didn't we, we didn't really do a lot of research into the train we had some idea and we kind of got blindsided a little bit and that's fault on me i didn't do my my normal hey we're doing this it was kind of a spur of the moment trip but definitely you're going to find out go out and test yourself and figure out where your weak points are because i did that today and i have my my targets of training now Yeah, definitely, dude. You know, you, you got to get out there and 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 push it. You know, is I mean, and and we're all guilty of that. You know, we're all guilty of that. We get stuck in that routine where we're doing doing what we're doing, and man, it, it can be it can be tough. Well, well I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. I mean, so the trail we did was the medium trail in Harpers Ferry. And anyone who's been to Harpers Ferry would know this. You basically go up like two floors worth of stairs in front of this Catholic church. Then you do about a mile on the Appalachian Trail, then a mile kind of you go downhill and you do a mile back. And man, those two stories of stairs, because it wasn't like even stairs, like it was oh concrete, it was slate, it was uneven. You could, by the time you got to the top of it, you're just like, holy shit. And now you're walking along uneven terrain where you know there's some soft sand here there's some slate here how do i navigate this and we were going up and down you know on, on this particular trail you go up to the cemetery go up to this camp going up and down these stone steps again slate uneven it really tests you and it figured out what muscles you use and what muscles you don't and that gives you a hint of what you have to work on because you know scout you always teach in stalking the ability when you're stalking you're moving slow which means you're on your foot, you know, you're making a step. It might take 15 seconds for you to make that step. Right. So do you have the stabilization muscles to hold up that plant leg? Do you have enough energy in you to be able to place that foot to not hit that crunchy leaf or that branch? And so doing even something on a hike like this in semi-difficult terrain, particularly if you're not training for it, it really shows you where your deficiencies are in your training so that when you go to do something like stalking as it's taught in the scout course you know what to work on so today was very much an enlightening you know training piece i didn't expect it to be that i was quite frankly disappointed with my performance in it i thought i would have done better on the trail and so you know i have to kind of tuck my tail between my legs and realize that you know what there is stuff i have to work on in a b and c i'm good at x maybe fix why but overall i think it was a great training and it was it was a vacation it was something with the family just doing it but you can always figure out whether it's something routine mundane something you can take from your everyday life that is able to be brought back into your training so that was that, that was today 
So I don't want to ramble on too long, but I mean, it's been a great day. We've had a lot of fun, but also, I mean, there were a couple of glaring things where I said, damn, you know, hey, Patreon man, you're not as good as you thought you were. And, you know, no, it was, yeah, you, you, you got to have that kick in the balls, man. Yeah. No, you, you, everybody needs to go out and do something hard to test yourself, you know? I mean, and, and if if for nothing else, like give yourself a, every so often, give yourself a little PT test, you know, like like your own little PFT, um, where you're you're assessing a baseline of fitness, you know, like I don't know, for example, you know, can you do fifty push-ups? Can you do five pull-ups? Can you, let's say, can you run a mile in seven minutes? You know, I mean, these are, I think that for a lot of people, these are realistic goals. Um, can you bench your body weight? You know, yeah. can you deadlift your your body weight plus 50%? Um, you know, it, it's, it's simple things like that. Those are realistic goals. It's like you, you ain't trying to be the most fit person out there. You're not going out doing anything too crazy. But these are all exercises that you can do anywhere. Like you, you can always find a mile to run, you know, like that, that's, that's not hard. I don't care where you are. You can find a mile. You can get a pull up bar. Like that's not a difficult yep, thing to do. Yep, yep. You, know, you, you can go to Lowe's, you can go to Lowe's, Home Depot. You, you can, you can get you a pull up bar, you know, like benching body weight. Yeah. You know, hey, that's, you, you might need to go to the gym for that one. Um, you know, not yeah. everybody has their home set up. I get it. Kettlebells, kettlebells is another good way to do it. Um, Absolutely, yep. You know, uh, but yeah, seven, and, and and also, a seven minute mile. Yeah, seven minute mile. But man, you can you can sprint a seven minute mile. All right, you you should be able to do that. If you can't do that, that that's a realistic goal to work up to. Seven yep. minutes is is a moderate pace for running. Yeah, you know, seven, it's, seven it's, minutes you, a mile is like a light jog. You're not moving that fast. No, see, but see, for, for me, for me, a, a light jog would be 830 because I'm a bigger dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and some people, like I take a longer step than most people, even people. Yeah, you're lanky as fuck, that's why. Yeah, cause you're yeah like, I, I take one you, step man. and that's like one and a half steps for your average person. I, I, I do great ruck marching. Um running yeah. i do all right uh i got smacked in the face with the reality of cardio the other day i was sitting in my backyard and i'm grilling burgers for my family and my wife she's walking the kids in the neighborhood and she goes there's a structure fire down the road and i read the text message and i'm back here grilling and i'm like it didn't register and then i looked over and i see something hazy coming from the highway and i'm like it, it was kind of rainy during the day, and I was like, is it just rain? And I, I, I take one whiff, and I smell it, and I said, oh, my God, there's a structure fire. I jump my my deck, and I run around the corner to the yard, and I see just black smoke just pouring over the highway. And it was uh, four or five football fields over the highway from my house, which is, you know, uh, so maybe 700 yards and I just booked it and I text her I was like figure out the burgers on the grill and uh, long story short I ran all the way over there I was just you know I felt bad I was like if, I can't live with myself if a neighbor of mine dies in a fire and I'm the, the oh, yeah, of course fireman not. how would I yeah. and I couldn't even at least 
check inside the house, you know, cause I knew the firefighter, uh, the trucks weren't there yet. And, uh, so I went down there, I peeked in, looked around, nobody was in there. They were out, but, um, I, that running that far, <laughs> it hit me. I was like, I was running, I was sprinting. I was like, man, I mm -hmm. am going to die. If there's somebody in there, I'm going to pass out or throw yeah, because, up because, in the house. Because, and I was thinking about it because you can't breathe. Bro, no, not even that. Just the cardio. I was like, I am not prepared for this. Like my adrenaline dump is here. And I was acknowledging it. I was like, I'm yeah. dumping adrenaline. Thank God. Because if I didn't, I would, I would have a cramp already in my ribs. Like what the fuck? Well, so, yeah. I was so apparent. So the, the cramping in your chest is your intercostal and uh, costal muscles. And it's called being fat. Yeah. yeah if you don't yeah. work them out. It, it, your diaphragm is also a muscle as well and if if you don't work them out and stretch them and all of a sudden it's like it's like getting in a race car and just punching it like you're gonna break the race car you gotta warm it up first you know the, yeah. and uh and that's essentially what we've done since we all got out of the military is like i'm not used to getting yelled at and having to go run two miles because i made an off-color joke you know <laughs> like it's 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 uh yeah, well, you know damn it johnny go run two miles you know it's uh, you better check in with cq down the street and i better get a phone call in five minutes and it's like i'm gone <laughs> right out well, the front door i'll say the the, the the one other thing i'll add before we get to i know our topics about um obviously the intel stuff but um one of the things i think is underappreciated in preparedness and in fitness is stabilization muscles and this yeah. goes back to the stalking thing and it goes back to when, you know, I was walking down these kind of uneven, you know, basically they're slate steps, but they're uneven on their surface. They're uneven in the height. Some of them are seven inches above, some are three inches above. And being able to support yourself on one leg for a second as you lower yourself down translates to as you're stalking, as you're moving up on a target for observation or engagement, being able to stand on that one leg for a second, have your knees and your ankles work with each other and be able to stabilize yourself as you take a step down to avoid that crunchy leaf or that branch. Um, I, that was something that was really driven home today to me because um, as I'm going down some of these steps, like I can, I can leg press and deadlift a very healthy amount of weight. But what I haven't really done are Bulgarian split squats or single leg squats or any of these kind of things where it works those muscles. So I found myself going down these steps and my, my plant leg being shaking a little bit because it's having to support my weight as I choose where my next foot placement was. And I was surprised because, again, I lift a very healthy weight. My PR in leg press is 1,200 on a sled. I can lift some weight, but my stabilization muscles were not there. And so again, it humbled me where I'm like, I can lift all this weight and look cool in the gym, but I can't hold my weight as I choose my next foot plan and yeah. not shake a little yeah. bit. So that was another wake up call for me. And it brought back exactly to, 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 to scouts, um, you know, scout course and recce course where you're stalking. So that was just another observation that popped out on me as that's something that we have to work on. It's not just how much weight you can move, but how much your other little auxiliary muscles that you don't use all the time, particularly if you use knee wraps or you're always walking in eight inch boots like I am just because I choose to. There yeah. is muscles that aren't being worked 
that we have to focus on because there were certain very important skills that we're going to use as prepared citizens that aren't being worked and, and rehearsed in our daily lives. So that was just the other observation I wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, definitely, man. All right, moving down the list. Madman Actual. What's up, brother? Hola, amigos. Our, our resident expert on all things classified. Yeah. Yeah, when you were talking about the... Uh, <laughs> you were talking about bringing the phone into the skiff. Yes, sir. Um, I, I knew once. you'd have personal examples. Yeah, I did that once. Yeah. It happens. Ooh. It was a temporary Ooh. skiff, though, so it really doesn't count. You know? Oh, it that was my argument. I was like, hey, it's oh, a tea it skiff, counts. man. Like, it doesn't really... It's like, I get it, you know. Uh, yeah. Fun it's just a temporary like, top secret facility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just temporary. It, it's just a tem- It's not even really a skiff. Yeah, that's like At that uh, point, it's, it's more of a clubhouse, like you know. Yeah. Like no it's, girls it's allowed. Where it's it's a temporary skiff, so it's like it's when you want to go hide from all the real work that's being done. You just go in there and and pretend Ooh. that you're doing something. Dang. <laughs> that's <laughs> ironic because actually in that T skiff, that's where all the real work did happen. And then you go to like S one to put in leave, and you look around, and like everybody in the admin shop is just like either not there or not doing anything. <laughs> First sergeant's like passed out on his desk. You're like, all right, this is great. I love this unit. Y'all are fucking yes, just are. so professional. Military intelligence, man. Military yeah. Intelligence. But we were run by aviators. That was the worst part. Like all our commanders were pilots. Oh. So it was like MI NCOs and pilot officers. You know, you're yep. really inspiring confidence in the intelligence community. Hey, look. Right now. The fat statement. <laughs> right now. And our, and our unit was always forward deployed. Yeah. It's just like yeah. you get into this conundrum where you just don't care you know you just um when i got there i because they were like hey guess what uh in six months you're gonna be deployed right you're gonna be overseas and i was like oh shit all right well like that was faster than i expected and then (laughs) i got back from deployment and they were like hey you know how like you were supposed to get your duty station of choice because you did this crazy ass mission um, you're whiskey coated. You're gonna be here for like three months or three years. I was like, oh, all right, that's 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 great. Thanks, guys. And then we went on twelve hour shifts. Thank yep. you. I still don't know how my Thank my second. You. I still don't know how my wife got pregnant with the second one. I don't remember it. She's mine, but I don't remember it. And see it for like two years, yeah. probably. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Man. I told her I was like I don't remember like when she was conceived or when she could have been conceived. Mm. But uh, you know, it happens, dude. That that's the life. That is the life. Yeah, when you're on shift work, man, like you're on like we were working what midnight to noon and noon to midnight, and I was on that midnight to noon shift for like a year and a half. Whew. That was rough. I was uh, that's where yeah. I picked up my caffeine addiction. 
for sure. Yeah. Guzzling like, I don't know, way too much coffee. Dude, it happens, man. I I had somebody who was uh, doing a, a review of the book and was doing it on uh, YouTube, I think. I think John Ammon sent it over to me. Hawkeye. I think he sent it over to me. UW Gear. I'm pretty sure it was him. Uh, it, was, it was a little while ago, but the, the guy at the end of the review was like, and I know this guy knows the stuff because he said the requirements for a talk include a coffee maker. And I was like, my man, this man knows. This man knows oh, yeah. the deal. Because it's, it's a fact, it's... dude. You, you, <laughs> you, never, you never ever walk into a talk and not see a coffee maker that's like no, actively... Not brewing coffee because like as soon as as soon as the the coffee is done and the pot's full it's empty because like yeah. everybody hits that like like jurassic park like the the raptors swarming in and like just tearing it apart man it's, it's, it's like the look yeah john's no, 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 on point raptor it's it's the little green yeah. bastards you know <laughs> yeah. and there's john's That's the only reason i even know who you are yeah yeah dude he's he's yeah the man. he's the man <laughs> Um, All right, let's move down the list. Let's get let's get some work yeah. done, guys. Let's get some That's work done. Last, say, stole my line. <laughs> Last, certainly not least, and the great segue into all things serious tonight because this man is definitely we he he has been covering this like none other since really really when this story broke when when the documents uh, first got out there. And that is the man, the myth, the legend, my frequent partner in thought crime, Mr. Joe Dolio, tacticalwisdom.com. Hey, brother. I also wanted to point out that Stan is in the house, apparently, in the chat. I see. I see. So welcome, Stan. The Virginia gentleman uh, himself. So, yeah, here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call BS on this. Uh, what dude sits on his back porch reading a Bible, mind you, while the helicopters circle his house and the SWAT team uh, lopes up the driveway. I mean, this thing is like scripted. I, I don't know what the deal is there. Uh, I'm just saying this guy might have had something to do with it, but there's a lot more to this story. And then within hours, we've got them deciding they're probably going to implement the Restrict Act by executive order because of the extreme risk going on. Dude, this feels so scripted. I can't even, I don't even need your tinfoil hat from the garage on this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was made from only the finest tin foil. I will have you know. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, and, right? and, and I knew, I, I knew when when uh, you came on, you were going to lead us in with that, and could not agree more. Could not agree more. Um, everything about this story stinks. Um, do, do you know? Like I said in the beginning of the show, do I think that that you know, there's a possibility that this kid did this and uh, that part of the story is above board. Eh, there, There is a possibility. Do I think that I, I find it highly unlikely that he had access to uh, that level of classification materials and those basically, if, if in case you didn't see it, um, those documents that were leaked were essentially uh, large printed out PowerPoint slides for 
basically when you you're you're briefing senior officers and you are giving a massive 10,000 foot level sit rep of you know everything that's going on in a targeted area where you're giving the briefing for this that is what that was and the you know there, there's assessments on there there's uh, recommendations on there that the analysts make. Um, but here's the thing, you know, uh, uh, the equivalent the, to an army PFC is not going to get access to that. Um, yeah, there's literally no reason why a part-time uh, senior airman in the Massachusetts Air National Guard, of all things, would have gotten yeah. that briefing. It, just no way. No, no. And... and here's the thing, man, when you, when you, you take in the totality of the circumstances with the, the, uh, restrict act, which I, I think is just a really, uh, ominous name in, in and of itself, you at least are being honest with us, you know, the Patriot act, um, you know, Oh, you're a Patriot. If, if you support it, and if you don't support it, you're cursed. Right. That is what we were told, um, you know, and then when they renewed it and, then, you know, you had Obama making jokes about drone strikes, um, you know, well, I, 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 uh, I, I have I have two words for you. Drone strikes, um, you know, it, it just and now all of a sudden you compare and contrast reality winner Vinman, right? Hell, even Chelsea Manning. I think that it's uh, very interesting that um, Snowden was tied up with Manning, right? Bradley Manning, Chelsea mm -hmm. Manning, same person. Okay, Bradley. You know, depending on what day of the week it is. Yeah, Bradley. There you go. Right, <laughs> but the the I think that it's interesting that the left treated Snowden like a hero initially, right? Initially, he was a hero, and then when he when he it got exposed that he had some ties to um, the, the, uh, GRU and, uh, FSB and, and, you know, he, he, uh, extradited himself to Russia seeking, a, uh, asylum. He was extracted to Russia. It was, was actually what happened. Um, that's really what happened. Yes. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden the, the left kind of abandoned him, uh, in Glenn Greenwald too, because he was communicating with Glenn Greenwald and, Manning, on the other hand, maintained this cult following among the left. I, I thought that it was very, very interesting that they they maintained his hero status. Uh, they they turned their back on Snowden, but they love Manning. And the fact that Manning became a you know a, a Skittles person really just you know that that put the icing on the cake for them. Uh, this comes on the heels too, and I want to put this together here for, for all of you out there. So literally the, the episode before last, I was talking about how the new list of naughty words was obtained by the heritage foundation and released to the public, the list of naughty words that the FBI is going to go after. And you have to understand that reasonable suspicion builds way to probable cause you need probable cause in order to obtain a warrant. You have to demonstrate par, uh, probable cause. And in a FISA court, in a FISA court, you need that probable cause in order to obtain an electronic 
surveillance warrant, right? FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, established courts under Title III, and you, you can research all this, you can look into the data, uh, but it, it's all there. And that is what authorizes the electronic surveillance of, of literally all means that are out there. Uh, and, 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 you know, any anything that you use to communicate the outside world, they want to authorize the ability to, to listen into it uh, in one way or another, analyze it, process it uh, for some sort of conviction. Right. And so now that brings us to the fact that they they created this list of naughty of, you know, things that we all know. I'm sure that now that I've been using Skittles person, that Skittles person is going to become a thing on there. Uh, which, which well, is you're funny. a based Chad, bro. <laughs> I don't know about being a Chad. I'm definitely, I try to be as based as possible. But based yeah. and Chad are both of the naughty word list. They are. They are. They absolutely based and Chad and, um, you know, just like all, all the usual just stuff of yeah i mean certain corners of twitter for sure you know 4chan um you know it just it, it's it's all out there it's the stuff that, that people know man i mean you know you watch these days watch jesse kelly or tucker carlson long enough and you're gonna hear the same stuff um well i'm gonna tell you somebody tried to tell me that nah this can't be a setup because they use real data and I said, listen, if they wanted to push through the Restrict Act, they would need to use real data. And if you noticed, it's dated from several months ago, so it's not usable by anyone. So if I was right. going to set it up, this is exactly how I would do it. I want you to look, too, at the photo, though, of the guy. He's sitting there on his, on his porch reading, even though there's a helicopter hovering like 30 feet over his head, but whatever. But if you look, you can see the gold bookmark. That's the Bible he's reading because they've been telling you for two days. It's this group of guys who like God, guns, and gear. Yeah, that's yeah. us, by the way. I um, but I also, do. if you look off to his side, there's a rug laid out on the top of the of the railing. It's got a Revolutionary War scene on it. A guy beating a drum, walking, you know, the scene we've all oh, seen, right? Yeah. They're painting such in, a perfect was picture. was in last year's symbology where I was featured yeah. in that, the Resistor. Right. Same thing. Oh, yep. Same thing. Same thing. They're really painting a picture yeah. with this guy. Um, and, and, and it kills two birds for them. It lets them get the restrict act through. And it paints uh, Christian veteran gun guys as the bad guys. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I did not know that he was reading the Bible. I, to be fair, man, I only glanced at that photo. Um, of him from, from overhead. I know that, uh, you know, it was kind of making its rounds. Um, I just glanced at it. Cause I, I mean, it, it is what it is, man. They, they're doing the perp walk. Um, but just in the back of my mind, I, I was looking at this. And I was like, I remember the treatment that Vinman got. They still gets they, I mean, DC loves Vinman. Vinman did way more damage than this kid did. I mean, all this kid well, really. I know. Did. I'm gonna tell you, Vinman was a Russian spy all along. I'm, I'm just saying it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if if Vinman was necessarily working for the Kremlin. Um, 
or if he was he was working for uh, the Ukrainian equivalent. I'm I'm not sure. Well, it's Stan it, it, nails it, it in the chat. There, it's also justification for more money for Ukraine. I kind of uh, I yes, thought Vinman might have been working for British intelligence, but yeah, if I were to sure respond why, to Vinman's car accident. I would classify him as having a no neck when I give him his C-spine collar. And that goes hand in hand with his uh, virtue signaling on the internet because he's spineless. Damn. uh, Panama in the comments says, word around the campfire is use a child thief in Ranger School. Yeah, I heard that too. Uh, I heard that too. That's that's the good one right there. He's Vivian was a child thief. Um, So... You know, and I was just saying, he's he's been living good, man. I, I wonder what his last, I wonder what his last command was, where he he actually was in charge of soldiers that were. When when there was the last time he was a line unit commander? That's, Dude, that's what you I know. He was in charge of an officers club, right? I mean, seriously, I, I doubt he was actually a line officer anywhere. I don't know. I don't. He see for an infantry. He was an infantry officer. For an infantry officer, you have to do PL time. You have to do company commander time. Like you, you have to. It's it's not a. Uh, they don't. Um, that that world in the army, you you don't get promoted as an infantry branch officer without doing. You have to do the time. I mean, it's like that for an NCO too. Um, you know, once you, once you start getting your first look for E7, um, like that's where it's really, really important for what I should say was, I need to talk about this in past tense, uh, which is going to bring me to my next point. Um, you, you have to keep your career track or you had to keep your career track, um, straight mostly straight and, and that's why guys began to have branch on speed dial so you you could be like hey look you know look i need to get a 4187 cut to go do be assigned to do this so that i'll have that bullet point on my ncoer that way it, it, it's a career builder it basically because it, it, once you get that first look for e7 and you never did any uh staff time they may kick your packet back and say, like, you, you know, you need to go to one of the staff shops to get that administrative time. Um, you know, cause I had a good friend that did that and he was great NCO. Like he, he should have made E seven on his first look, but he didn't. And I mean, there, there was a couple of little issues with him, but he didn't make it. And that was one of the reasons they get, as I said that, you know, he, he needed that staff time. So I know for officers, it's, it's that much more stringent, especially in infantry branch. Um, and he was an infantry officer. So it's, it, I don't know, man, it, you know, I'm just saying it, it's, um, I, I got, but with Vinman, I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions about him. Um, how he ended up where he ended up as a Lieutenant Colonel. Um, language skills I, I don't know. his language skills got him there that, yeah I mean, they, he, they, um, they kept looking the other language skills that's the only thing i can think of didn't he speak ukrainian and russian yeah yeah his yeah. and it's from his ukraine. family too but, he but learned it i know it was ukraine. ukraine yeah i, I know but, he's no from. he's actually from the ukrainian ssr 
which is a different thing. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's same same territory, same geography. Same yeah, geography. yeah, yeah. Was a it was under different management. Um, yeah, yeah that's one way so it, it. anyway, that's that's been. But point is though about all that is look at the difference in in how the two were treated. Um, th- those two in in recent memory, they were treated like heroes. They were treated like heroes, and I'm not saying again. I, I want to reiterate this point. If this kid really did do what he's accused of doing, he didn't nail his ass to the wall. Like that's yep. you know, it, no if ands or buts, man. But 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 no if ands or buts. However, you you got to call it down the middle, man. You can't. You have a whole. And I'm speaking to the governmental apparatus here, right? Is a dissident yeah. voice. You have a whole swath of the American public right now about 51% of the American public, maybe higher, who does not believe a damn word you say, first of all. And second, they do not any longer see equality with the law. Do you understand how dangerous the situation is? And I oh, really- I just I really commented on that because your boy, uh, your boy AutoZone Institute is already calling this kid an enemy. I'm like, we need to be careful throwing the word enemy around because he hasn't had a trial yet. We don't know the well, truth you go, yet. You guys Let's don't wait. even know. Y'all are talking about equality with the law. I mean, what are we talking about here? The, the Tennessee Three? You know, these yeah, guys exactly. are insurrectionists. Exactly. And what's happening with them? Hey, exactly. Jason, That's that literally an so, insurrection. You know, so dangerous to democracy. There's, and, uh, it's uh, so widespread and prevalent in our government. It's unbelievable. Well, seriously, look at the SWAT team that showed up to get this kid. This kid looked like like he lived in his mom's basement, and we showed up with 25 guys in full gear with armored vehicles. Come on. Yeah. Show of force. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was was all for the TV cameras, man. Staged. It's, it's, hey, you, you will not go against us or else this is going to happen to you. Um, that, that's all that was. And, and, you know, if, if he's, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. Um, not because I can't, but because it, it would just be kind of dumb. But, um, the point is, is that the, the differential treatment here, the message that you're sending is that basically if you're of the political wrong think, we're going to, we're going to hammer you. And so they're creating a very dangerous situation in that you are now disincentivizing people biting their tongue and saying, well, Hey, yeah. you know, like if, if basically if, if you are going to punish minor infractions, but you're allowing all this other stuff to happen and there's no recourse, then this is you're incentivizing lawlessness at this point. Um, so th- th- there's a, yeah. a much more dangerous scenario that, that's playing out here. And this is something that I was talking about earlier today, um, the interview with uh, Knightsbridge Research, is that this is, th- this is yet another sign that our national security is... I'm not going to say that it's irreparable, 
but we're real damn close to where it, it might be. The institution itself might be irreparable. And here's why. So, you know, I, I broke down a couple episodes back that, that uh, drill sergeant from Northern Virginia, uh, Northwestern Virginia, who, you know, had the picture of herself. She's an LGBTQ uh, Skittles person, um, you know, sitting on the ground, uniform looks like a bag of ass, smoking cigar with no cover on her head, right? So she's not wearing her, her uh, drill sergeant campaign hat. She's not wearing a patrol cap. She's not wearing a beret. She's not wearing nothing, right? Sitting outside, and she's drill sergeant. Okay, she's drill sergeant. Her her uniform looked like a bag of ass. Her her chest rig that she was wearing, the you know the uh, adjustment straps were all flapping in the breeze. I mean, you know, I've got several other eleven Bravos in here. That shit's unacceptable. All right, that shit was absolutely unacceptable. If I had showed up to formation like that, we're fixing to go to the field. I showed up to formation like that as a Joe, man. I would I would still be getting my balls smoked off right now, doing front back goes running around the barracks, dude, you, you do not look like that. And so you have a, you have a drill sergeant, you have somebody who I get it. She's army reservist. Okay. Not full time, but still you are a professional. Okay. You are a professional and you are a trainer and a leader of soldiers. And this is the message you're putting out to the world that you look like a giant piece of shit. And you can't, you're incapable of being professional. If it honestly, had I been her supervisor, in a supervisory position, and I saw that photo, I would have written her a bad NCOER right there. Negative NCOER. This is a four over four, and you'd get an official letter of reprimand under Article 134. That period. End of story. No ifs, ands, or buts. But I'm not in that position. So, you know, it, it's a moot point. But I will say this. This is the person who is who is training initial entry soldiers. Okay. And I get it. She's army reservist. She's probably only doing this in the summertime. They do their two weeks. They do a rotation at um, you know, one of the initial entry uh training sites, Fort Benning, uh Fort Jackson, Leonard Wood, right? One of those. And uh so with with that said, soldiers are seeing that. And I'm telling you, just like I pointed out earlier today, man, you you get you get the good old boys, right? The good old boys. And what I what do I mean by good old boys? I mean working class dudes coming up that that are salty, they're rough around the edges. It's rough guys, man. Working class kids that are looking for that next step, man. Some of them, they they come in, they ain't got no other option. Like it was either going to military or they're going to prison. Like it's it's one or the other. They got to get off the streets. They ain't got. They don't. They don't have nothing else, right? But they're they're rough, man. And they come in and they see that they're not gonna be talked down to by this. This is not somebody they can respect. This is not. This is not, man. I remember. I remember when I was a junior NCO, and I was a brand new team leader, and my first sergeant told me something that that was extremely important. He said, you, "One, you got to look the part. You know, why should they respect you?" You got to be the, the complete alpha. You got to be a complete alpha in front of your Joes. No chinks in the armor. Because if if they outrun you, if they outruck you, if they do more push-ups than you, they push more weight than you, right? You Why should you be in charge? You shouldn't be in charge. They should be in charge because they're better than you, right? 
He, he wasn't wrong about that. You got to instill confidence in your men and it begins with how you look, you know? So it, when, when, when you, you got these dudes that are rough, man, and they come in and they see that, man, what the fuck is this? What is this? What is this creature that's standing in front of me that, that can't meet her own uniform regulations? And she's supposed to be telling me what to do. Fuck that. Nah, this shit don't fly, right? This isn't going to fly. So you're, you're not, you know, when that that's a problem. And that image has been what has been projected out of the military, out of the ranks, in totes. And I hate to say this, but the Marine Corps is, is, is going down that path, unfortunately. I hate to say it. They, they were kind of the last bastion. Um, and, and it you know, what I'm hearing out of the active duty side is beginning to, to turn into that, too. And that's it's that's it's bad stuff, man. Uh, because they're eroding those those uh, pillars of, of that culture. Yep, and they're there's killing this whole that warrior, warrior culture that the Marine Corps had. I, I can tell you that. Yep. Um, yeah. Let me give and the it's, last it's point scary... on this on this airman uh, that I wanted to point out to everyone. So he was online a lot, right? Really cued in on his uh, Discord server and all that stuff. So he probably knew that he was the most wanted man in America at that moment, and he chose to just sit there calmly on his porch in public view. <laughs> That was, on, that was the one point, Dolio. That was the one point that stuck out to me when the first thing, okay, Discord, I get it. I'm a gamer. Discord, I get it. The whole, when I saw the footage today and I caught it in between, we were in between hikes or whatever, I saw it and I'm like, this dude must have knew that he was the source for this, but he chose to sit there calmly and just do what he was doing. And again, Scott, you said it, the helicopter above. Now, I'm sure where he's at, the helicopter is totally common above him. Like, he, he was just, he knew. Yeah, but why wouldn't you at least yeah, go man. inside, try to hide, do something, right? He's just Show any kind of panic. What? He had no panic. So he what's knew what he was doing. Is, uh, so... I, and I'm not, I mean, every department has their own standards and every unit kind of changes things up a bit. But when, you know, uh, I, I know when, you know, 10 years ago, the standard was, you know, you, you listen because they're listening to your house. Uh, that's what's the equipment in the truck is. They can hear you. Um, maybe not very well, but typically yep. they wait till you get in the shower and then that's when they hit your house, a SWAT team. And I know this because I've been in the shower when a SWAT team's hit my house before. Um, they were looking for a roommate of mine who did something really terrible. Um, so, and, you know, the idea is catching with the pants down. It, it, and so I don't know if they do that for like infantry guys or combat vets or what. I, I don't know if we get special treatment. I'm sure we did. But another thing they used to do is you would just come into work and get arrested. Like they, you know, it's not, they, they, there wasn't this like, uh, you know, showman fucking show. Put yeah, on there was, there yeah, was no urgent need to go get him, like, right? They could have well, waited I mean, for him to leave in a car and pulled him over. Um, cough, Waco, cough. I mean, it's the same or, thing they've been doing since then. Maller, Maller Wildlife Refuge. Yeah, exactly. Right, or, well, well, and another thing they do is, they will sit at the end of your road and when they see you drive by you get pulled over by a regular car and then the next thing you know there's 15 cop cars everywhere and you're arrested and you're at the station um and it's like real quick 
Um, so I, I just, I've never been in a room where they've sat down and planned anything like this before. Like it's clearly scripted. It's not how it's done. I know that. Seriously. They stood out in front of his house and planned it right in view of him. Right. They're like, and that's not how it's done. You and I, Joe, know that's not how it's done. It's not how it's done. Because uh, it, MP SRT team, I know that's not how it's done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, snake, some of my friends comments, that I make videos with are on SWAT teams, and they do risk assessments and things like that. And it is also like you said, it's not. It, it's yeah. So Snake brought up something important in the comments. See, he's in the National Guard, man. Wait for him to show up to drill. Just wait, wait yeah. for him to show up the drill. It, it, it says yeah, it's not like there was any the risk of, of harm, right? They needed the spectacle. Yeah. Well, the footage yeah, from TV. Right. It's tailor-made for TV, man. So they can... And if you notice, if you notice I, I'm actually surprised that they didn't arrest him tomorrow, but they right. did it today because they always do this kind of shit on Friday so that the, the usual talking heads have something to talk about for the next two days. Then they'll, that, that culminates in the Sunday morning show where they can, you know, they can pond, you'll have people that are pontificate on shit. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, and all of them do this. I mean, all of them do this. It's, it's just, it, everything is fake. It's tailor made. Well, this story they already state. put out a story tonight that says they're thinking about uh, just implementing the Restrict Act by executive order. Yeah. Ding 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 yeah. ding 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 ding. Yeah, if, uh, I tell you what, man. If if I was a conservative justice on the Supreme Court right now, I definitely would not be going on vacation. Um, <clears throat> just saying, the, the last time the last time hinky things like this happened didn't turn out so. Sleep, quote unquote. Yeah, I'd be double checking my marshals. Now, all of a sudden, we can't have, uh, we, you know, we can't have an autopsy, and we're just going to have to, uh, you know, bury him on the third day in accordance with good Catholic customs. Yep. Right. I, I guess it's a step better than burying him at sea. Oh man! Oh, I can't. can't well, it, 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 that's, oh, that, that's how they bury everybody. That's literally triggered. He went like there. Robert O'Neill's MP7. <laughs> I know Robert O'Neill is, is turned over in his grave. He's not even dead. <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, the yeah, Andrew um, called him and been like, "Hey, we need a signature on some paperwork. Everybody's got to come in." And next thing you know, he's arrested. Right. That's all. That's all they had to do. I got called into the National well, Guard all the time when I was not on duty for some fucking stupid signature. Well, I don't understand. Thing, if if you don't even want to perp walk somebody, or if you do want to perp walk them, but you want to make sure that they're frozen, freezes accounts. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I mean, you you and and look, and, and I'm pointing this out for for a very specific reason. By the way, I'm I, that's why I'm bringing this up is that if if you pay for everything with a card right which most people under 30 do they carry no cash um they don't, they don't even have cash right they're making this whole cashless society thing very easy and all you have to do at that point is shut off his money and he can't go anywhere and as soon as he can't go anywhere well where else is he gonna go you know, and and he's, you know, and, and 
call him up be like hey and for all we know that this actually may have happened already um you know we don't know and we're never gonna know but uh what are we, and and again we we could we could punch holes in this literally all night um but what i want to get into is uh coming up on uh 17 minutes left on the show is the degradation the further degradation of military force like the the restrict act is what it is okay we can we can talk about that i can talk about it at a future date you know if we want to but the, the bottom line is this it doesn't matter how much we squawk about it if they want to pass it they're going to they've already demonstrated that um so it just is it, that that is the world that we live in the united states as we knew it is uh literally all your amendments you have a, a large segment of the population that's perfectly fine with them signing those away with the stroke of a pen. So get used to it. Get used to that. That is the world in which we live. Okay. So get used to that. Get used to operating in that. But what I want to, I want to focus on is something that I stated earlier today. And, and this is, I think probably the most important takeaway from this is that the Washington post had a story that was tailor made that they immediately put out like as this kid was getting arrested they immediately put it out and it was painting everybody of you know our proclivities in here okay conservative gun owning get out train alpha male types love our country you know uh, mostly trump supporters even if you know might not necessarily care for him in all things, but, but supportive of populist conservative causes, right? Definitely not trusters of the narrative. We fit all the descriptions, man. And the common theme among all of us in here, uh, you know, Patriot man accepted, but, but a lot of you in the comments section here too, a lot of the listenership, military service, you know, military service, love of country. And for even the, even the folks that, that aren't, you know, former military in here, which we got a lot of them. This, this isn't a, a military podcast. This is a podcast for free, free Americans. That that's what this podcast is for. They, that hopefully I can uh, take some of the stuff I've done and, and impart a little wisdom on you, a little knowledge to help you along. Uh, because you know, I, I believe in in you know, the 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 concept of the martial citizen. Here's the thing, though, is that the might of the nation is backed by the might or is reflective of as well, the might of the military. And right now we're in a massive recruiting crisis. We have a looming war on two fronts, by the way, Ukraine, that everything in Ukraine could spiral out of control tonight. For all we know, one, one little miscalculation and we could have troops on the ground in Ukraine. One little thing could spiral out of control in Taiwan little miscalculation. We have troops on the ground, right? They're already talking about it. They're already talking about it. And our recruiting goals are in the toilet. Okay. We can't get people because who knew that, that, you know, Sally has two mommies is not getting your war fighters, right? Your real war fighters, the good old boys. I don't give a fuck. I'll say it right now. You it, you go to war with your meat eater alpha males, period, period. I don't want to hear no ifs, ands, or buts. That's the truth. 
been there, done that. And if you ain't been there and done that, then shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Period. Period. End of story. There is no debate. There is no debate. Is is there a, a time and a place to have females in, in uniform in, in certain roles? Yeah, absolutely. You know, n- not an issue. Not in the combat arms. Not when you're, you're you, you, you don't go to war with the fucking cheerleader squad. Okay. You don't do that. You want, you want your absolute best out there. You know, you want your, your meters, guys that they can take care of themselves, right? Guys that can take care of themselves. Not some mixed up fucking fruitcake. All right. Period. End of story. And so you're not getting those people in the ranks. You're not getting those people that are willing to put themselves out there. Why? Because they're looking at this bullshit. They're looking at people like that stupid fucked up drill sergeant I was talking about. Yeah, Sam, man, I ain't going to listen to no lip off of her. Nah, hell no. What's wrong with you? Dude, and for what? And for what? Fighting for Biden? Fighting for Biden? (laughs) Man, this guy is is, as corrupt as all get out. The, The era of Captain America... And the propaganda that, that got us through World War II and kept us the glue that kept us together, that's all gone. The left auto-delegitimized it. And you have all these little leftists that are running around out there now that, are, that coincidentally, they're Skittles people. And they're saying, oh, we should just ban all the white cisgendered people of the military. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Because this act right now, I'm telling you, mark my words, this is going to create political compliance in the ranks. If you're a conservative right now with security clearance, you better, you better look over your shoulder. You better start monitoring that digital exhaust because I'm telling you, somebody's coming for you. They're coming for you now. This is just the first one. This is just, so whether it's a setup, whether it's legit, it doesn't matter. You better look over your shoulder because they're going to be coming for you. Okay. The framework is there. Yep. Responses. I agree. I think uh, I think everything's being set up pretty nice and neat. And uh, like Scout, you know, you've said it before. It, I mean, it's in the Bible, you know. Like you want to go to war with the three hundred guys that that took the knee and took water out of their hand, not got on all fours. Um, and that's the kind of guys you want on your teams. Cause I've, I've posted it before. I mean, if you go back throughout history, every single war, it doesn't matter how far back you go. It doesn't matter what war it is. Ordinary citizens were called to do something. Um, usually to scout or, or be guides of some sort, uh, pull guard. doesn't matter what it is. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and you were saying it earlier in the podcast, you got to be in halfway decent shape to do that. You know, um, the cardio thing, uh, I got a nice little hill around me and I did, uh, I did about a six minute, 30 second mile. I ran for, it was about a mile and a half, a little over. And, uh, I did that in like 13 minutes. Um, I did slow down a little bit cause I am out of shape, but you know, yeah, give yourself a PT test, man. Like, because what, what happens is next is they're going to slow burn us 
So you're going to see this groundwork being laid like it is now with the Restrict Act and uh, the supposed leak and everything. Because the leak, really, what this is, is uh, the deep state admitting that they fucked up going and, like, helping Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're backpedaling, but they can't come out and say that because then they look like a bunch of retards. Which they are. Like, they're they're dumb. Whenever you think that the U.S. government knows what it's doing, stop yourself and really look at what's going on. Because there are some smart people, but those smart people don't make it to the top, and they're not decision makers. They're the workers who are actually doing the work, but, but they're never listened to. Um, politics runs it all. It's all greasy, sticky-fingered dickheads that run everything. Um. And that's really what this is when you, when you boil it down is like, you know, they're using this as a way to backpedal out of Ukraine. Cause they realized, yeah, you know what? Uh, those guys on radio Contra might be right. Like maybe we are sending them too much shit, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I highly <laughs> doubt they said that. I mean, I would be, I would be flattered. Dude, I really hope there's some, <laughs> there's some dude at some command level who's like, all right, what did those SLL boys say this week? I would, I would fucking give I would, I would a lot of that. shit for that. I mean, look, man, I just, I, I know, I know the connection and somebody somewhere is listening. Yeah. And uh, they definitely take our word semi seriously. Well, at least you, Scout. I mean, you they definitely did, like your solo they podcast. Did yeah, they, they, they did I mean, they put his resistor podcast. logo on the alert. Right? Well, did. I mean, you know, you, you got on uh, the Pinelander podcast, and, and those guys are pretty uh, up there. Yeah, I, I actually just did people. another episode with them. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if, if, if I'm just saying, somebody's listening. If the somewhere. emails that I get about the 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 attacks on the website are any indication, we are solely and squarely over the target. Yeah, NATO. I get a lot of them. I get a lot of these fucking emails. NATO banned us. They they actually uh, from any NATO connection by name. So. Yeah, by domain name. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Dude, we need to get trophies for that one. And no, no, I mean, I I know that because I I have a contact that uh, showed it to me, and I said, "Oh, look at that." Man, that's a like. I feel like I need a medal for that. Well, I remember. I remember you sent me a text like it was like a Saturday morning. You sent me a text. You sent me a screenshot. I was like. I mean, do we get yeah. promoted? Like, what do we get? Like, this is this is kind of cool. Yeah, like I want to, I want like a, I want a special badge to like put up on the site. Like, we were banned by NATO. Like, you you got to be a real special asshole to be hated by everybody. Because <laughs> we're we're universally hated. Like the the so American partisan is maybe the only website I can think of. I'm sure there are others, but they, it's the only website I can think of. For, I'm saying this for firsthand knowledge. So, like Patriot Man, you you've been in in you know, the pilot seat for for all of this, so you know uh, it's a hundred percent here. We we've, we've been DDoSed by China. <laughs> yep. Right. Been DDoSed by Russia. 
Yep. And I'm not talking about like little little DDoSs, but like some amount one of them one of them destabilized the server farm that we were being hosted yeah so so yeah i'll talk a little bit give me two seconds i'll talk about that so so we had a day where we've had our our current server hosts are amazing and um they we've never had interruptions so one day we had all these interruptions and so i finally emailed the guy and i said hey man what's going on like our websites i'm getting emails we're up we're down we're up we're down he goes yeah, they they DDoS us, and I was like, I thought we were protected. He's like, no, 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 not your website, the the entire server system. And I said, the whole, yeah, is, yeah, his, is that his possible? Exact words were he goes, he goes, who did you piss off? And I, <laughs> and so I was I, like, I mean, well, I don't know the world. And he goes, yeah, and so it was, you, it was. This is governmental. Like they're they're trying to shut down. The whole server farm. Like, yeah. Damn, dog. Like, because we were told, and I quote, when we first started with these guys, our quote was, the only way you get shut down is if our server farm gets shut down. So we yeah. went down, and he actually was like, yeah, no, the reason we went down was because the server farm went down. We're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, but I mean, China. China attacked us. China. China. China tried to shut us right now. Russia, Brazil, Portugal, Spain. Brazil, man. I forgot about that. Argentina, South Africa. Name a country we've been DDoSed by them. NATO. NATO put us on the band. Our our favorite NATO officer uh, tried to order a Rhodesian uh, camo hat. And the site that sells them is blocked by NATO. So I had to order it for it. (laughs) Yeah. He don't care neither. He's he is so done. He is oh, so done with it all. J- 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 he is. Out. If it wasn't for his wife, he'd be done right now. But, oh well. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I really do. Like man, why don't you just retire? He's like, I want to. Well, hey, hey Scout, JP, the comments is saying comic books, man. He's saying one of the attacks came from the, the Microsoft facility. We've had several yeah. attacks come from cities that, weirdly enough, also have NSA fusion center connections. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, Salt Lake City, Atlanta. Yeah, we've seen our fair share of that. Yeah, so it's, 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 I mean, we've been hit by private actors, state actors. Uh, and we've been hit by them all. So it's um, yeah. it's been an interesting ride. Yeah, so I mean, like we're, we're universally hated, man. Everybody. Oh yeah, everyone hates us. That's, equal that's opportunity. Cool. I mean, equal you know, opportunity. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I love all of y'all. So you know, it's I love you too. It's like, I like to I like to think of myself as as the the bad guy from Triple X. Like yes, <laughs> you yes, know, like, it's just pretty much like. Dude, I could I could totally rock the fur coat, man. Like just wear that around everywhere. So yeah, who knew? Like you write some little book about a bow thing. Friggin I think I saw a photo of you with a fur hat. Oh wait, that was that other guy. <laughs> I got a fur hat, dude. Uh, Ushanka? I have an Ushanka. I have one of those. Of I've course got you one do. Of the the, uh, the uh, Khabib Nagurmadev ones. That's the. Um, the, the the Chechen one, not not the not a Russian Ushanka. I'm trying to remember what the the Chechen is called. 
No, I have Dude, one. Raise your hand Chechen. if you're surprised that he has a Chechen Ushanka. Yes. Yeah, oh, nobody raised their hand. I remember Johnny pointed out that I saw a picture of a Chechen general. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Scout, you're just like straight big balling <laughs> out there. Like, Dude, Kadriov <laughs> is Scout right there. It is, yeah. man. It, it's, it's straight dude, up. It's the same guy. <laughs> Nah, it ain't the same guy, man. It's not the same guy. No, but, I mean, Scout is the dollar it? store Kadriov. Or is Kadriov yeah, yeah, the yeah. dollar store Scout? I don't know. No, Maybe man. it's Dollar I'm General. Totally, you know? I'm totally the Dollar General version of, of Kadriov. Kadriov is a baller, man. A dude is. He's <laughs> a dude is. Maybe you think about it. Like, and this is kind of the parting shot with, with just a minute left. Like, just think about this. So, you know, big picture. We covered a lot of ground tonight, but I just want to leave you guys with this. Before we punch out, you know, talking about Chechnya, talking about that part of the world, um, you know, it, it, it's it's had its troubles and everything. But I just want you to think about this. They have a coherent society with a very stringent set of internal rigid controls of of, of how they live and, and what their existence means to them. Right. And they have a purpose as a society. And they don't allow for apostasy to it. And it functions very well. It, it's an honor-based society. It functions very well. They had their troubles, right? They, of course, every, every civilization does. But just think about this. They have a functional society that is built on mutual respect of one another. And they are an honor-based culture. They don't reward materialism they don't reward uh jezebelism in the in the worshiping of the whore of babylon right they they don't allow for um immoral behavior and it's a very functional society and in the west what do we do we mock those kinds of things and we say oh that's backwards look at those backwards people think about that think about where we are as a culture in this endless hell that we've created for ourselves juxtaposed to that, you know? Yeah. It's just, They're the ones who have it right. Thought. Yeah. 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 It's a deep thought. It's a deep thought that, that people really need to start contemplating because this, you know, this whole Western civilization thing that brought us here, there's a lot of very smart thinkers out there, a lot smarter than I am you know, and, and all of us in here that are kind of putting those pieces together right now and saying, Hmm, maybe, maybe there's something to this. I don't know. Right. I don't know. We got some difficult questions ahead, you know, with, with, with these acts, these, uh, curtailment of rights by executive fiat and, you know, and, and the uncovering of the American NKVD. Right. Because that's that's what this is. That is what this is. And so, you know, people got some hard decisions to make ahead of them. Anyway, new intolerable acts. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. You know, but but what happened in in the uh, 1770s and, and the era leading up to the 1770s, very different world than today. So the the things that are eternal will always be eternal, but but the realities of life then not the same as it was today. Just as the the realities leading up to the the American the 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 war of northern aggression, right? That some people call the Civil War after the fact. 
uh, <laughs> people, be, I mean, people, the, the, you know, you see this online, they say, oh, well, uh, you know, we, we, they make all the Sherman jokes and stuff, even though Sherman was responsible for the genocide of Native Americans, the Cherokee and Choctaw tribes, right? I didn't want to bring that up. But I, this, this is my parting shot here is that as they do that, you need to begin to question what makes a society function. And at the local most level, that's where you need to be putting your focus. And fortunately, fortunately, if you go out and you touch grass once or twice, I think that might, that term might be on the naughty word list too. I'm going to do an episode where I just count how many of them I can use uh, just to, to troll certain people. But point is this, get out there in the real world, get to doing stuff, touch grass, meet your neighbors, you know, begin to realize what these things are. You're going to begin to put these things together, you know, and cut the propaganda off because it ain't doing anybody any good. With that said, folks, God bless you this evening. I hope that you, you were entertained and informed and have a little bit of hope coming out of this episode. I know I do. I know I do. And above all else, Get out there and train. Do something productive. Go for a hike. Go for a hike. Put a, put a heavy ruck on. You know, maybe not too heavy, 30 pounds. Go for a walk. You know, make some goals for yourself. God bless all of you, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. Sensi Scout, out.